Alright, hey, so, so guys, thank you so much for, for uh, just getting off to the races with this C5 uh, deal and, and of course joining us here in, in this home, this many people in this small space. This feels good actually. Um, I'm telling you, I'm so looking forward to finishing up over there. Just a little while, hang on tight, it's going to be a lot of fun. So, again, we talked about Tuesdays and Thursdays. Tuesdays being priority focus, faith and foundation. Thursdays being practical, professional. And uh, we bring in people from around uh, the world, uh, in the community, uh, people among our faculty, coaches, leadership team. So you can hear from a lot of different people. And uh, we just finished a series on the Beatitudes with Miss Jean, right? Um, we just had an incredible time with Dr. Bob Nichols. You'll meet Dr. Bob and Laura here in just a few weeks. Spectacular teacher and a phenomenal gift. And uh, David and Bernie Fredericks from Holland. Uh, he'll probably be joining us via Zoom only because, yeah, yeah, because we can't like get him here. They've locked him out. And, uh, but uh, if, you know, if you know David Fredericks, we call him Freddie, but you... Yeah, you can call him Freddie. Just don't blame it on me. <laughs> um, but you know, David and uh, Bernie—they've been with us right from the beginning. Beautiful couple, and just just a lot of folks with rich, rich deposit. You know, that they, they've lived life. They've had enough seasoning, a lot of experience. They've followed the Lord for for quite a while, and they've learned a few things along the way. Um, but with all these teachers, with all this instruction. How many of you know that the Lord is so good, so kind, that Jesus said, I'm going to go, because if I go, He will come. I'm going to send you my Spirit, and my Spirit's going to guide you. And He won't betray you, He won't mislead you, He's going to let you in on what I'm thinking, or what I'm saying. Now that's my paraphrase, I like my version. (laughs) But the beauty of it is, is that the Lord gave us His Spirit in Corinthians, Paul talks about this. He said, who better knows the mind of the Lord than the Spirit of the Lord Himself? Okay? So you are now jumping into an amazing discovery. You guys are going to have an unbelievable year, uh, 16 months ahead of you. You're going to have an unbelievable discovery, uh, a lot of awakening, all kinds of stuff that's going to change some thoughts, some paradigms, some ideas, things that you you may not even know that you're going to change your mind about. Right. Um, in fact, one of the greatest things that we treasure here, a value that is important, is the idea of repentance. How many of you know the word repentance, right? Maybe not. <laughs> Just a couple. Oh, good. Let me explain. For those of you who have never heard this before, <clears throat> repentance, literally translated, just means change your mind. And... Uh, so we have a number of values along the way that we're going to talk about. And to get this whole thing off the ground for Tuesdays and Thursdays, I'm going to share with you tonight about a Latin phrase. It's, it goes like this. Let's see if I can. Because, you know, I'm, I'm, I, I'm multilingual here. Multilingual. <laughs> 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 
Semper. Always. Semper means always. Semper reformanda. Semper means always. Always reforming is the translation. Always reforming. Let me read a scripture to you, and this will help. It's out of Romans 2, verse 4. Some of you would remember this quite well. Do you despise the riches of his goodness, forbearance, long-suffering, not knowing that the goodness of God leads you to repentance? That's the uh, New King James Version. The New International Version says this. Do you show contempt for the riches of his kindness? forbearance or patience, not realizing that God's kindness is intended to lead you to repentance. I want to tell you that we treasure the value of the changing of our minds. The idea that that his goodness and his kindness is leading us into greater understanding and revelation. And I just, that's a big deal to us because if you're not postured in a repentant mindset, which is you are willing and welcoming the, the revelation and awakening of the Lord in your life where you can hear things you've maybe never heard before or you can hear different things about things you thought before and you're leaving room to change your mind. I want you to hear this. Most people contend or wrestle with the idea of changing their mind. It sounds pretty. It sounds nice. We would agree with the concept. Sure, sure. But... Living a lifestyle of repentance really does take a bit of strength. The capacity to say, you know, I used to think this way, but now I want to change my mind and think another way. You are going to encounter things throughout the next many months that are going to force you to relook or take another look at the things you thought, and they're going to encourage you or compel you to change your mind. I want to set a, a foundation or I want to give us a launch pad as we, as we get on with this thing. I want us to understand that it's His goodness and His kindness that will lead you into a place to take another look to maybe reform the way you were thinking and change your mind. I love people who have the capacity to change their mind. It's, it's not necessarily an easy thing. But um, I saw this quote, and I thought you would like this. I shot this through our tactical, which is our leadership crew. And uh, John Maxwell, who's a really, really, really good guy on leadership, if you've never heard of him, you might look him up. He's, he's kind of a guru on leadership and management. Anyways, he, he said this. He said, give up on the notion of ever arriving at your perfection. Like, like <clears throat> don't set your mind on arrival. Set your heart on the pursuit and the passion that I'm going to continue to go higher. I'm going to continue to grow. I'm going to continue to learn. I'm going to be a student. My mother has never stopped being a student, literally. When she accomplishes her, her degree or her certification, she goes on to something else. She's in basket weaving now. She went from Hebrew <laughs> to basket weaving. <laughs> crazy. So give up on the notion of ever arriving at perfection. As 67-year-old Thomas Edison said while watching his laboratory burn to the ground, thank goodness all of our mistakes were burned up. Now we can start again fresh. 
men the capacity to be to be a people or a person of pursuit and the ability to change your mind. It's a big deal. We are so persuaded that God is good and that his kindness and goodness is leading us into new thoughts, new ideas. The Bible says his ways are higher than our ways and his thoughts are higher than our thoughts. So I want you to hear this. This is a value and a principle, especially as you get off into the, into the next 16 months. Don't be afraid to change your mind. Always reforming the capacity to take another look. Romans 12, 2 says this, And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you can prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. This is important. This is very important. We actually think that what you guys have stepped into is transformational. It's actually transformational for the one who believes for the one who's receiving, for the one who's open, teachable, hungry, transformational. Some different translations to help that scripture, Romans 12, 2. This will help you. Be transformed by the renovation of your minds. And then you'll be able to distinguish what is good except the one perfect, the will of God. Or be transformed by the renewing of your soul that you may experience what is good or be reformed in the newness of your mind so you can prove the good, perfect, acceptable will of God. I like this one. Continuously, continuously be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you can determine what God's will is, which is proper, pleasing, and perfect. Last, last one. New Living Translation. Probably the best of all. Don't copy the behaviors or the customs of this world, but instead let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you'll learn to know God's will for your life, which is good, pleasing, and perfect. Renewal is about repentance. Renewal is about revelation that breeds a Repentance. That'll change the way you live your life. See? It's when the Holy Spirit, however He sculpts the interaction or the context, God's going to use your teachers and the context of community and all of this stuff. He's going to use this to bring revelation into your life. And when that revelation leads you into changing of your mind, then it begins to work its way out in your Behaviors. Right? It's not a complicated thing to catch the idea that if you put your hand on the stove, the revelation is it's hot. It's going to change the way you interact with that appliance. You're not going to put your hand on the stove anymore because you've, you've caught a revelation and you're changing your mind about the way you interact with that thing. That's practical. It's simple, but it's, it's true. And so much of what's going to happen throughout this 16 months... Is going to be revelation that's going to call for a repentance of your mind that will lead you into transforming your actions, activities, and behaviors. Did you know that God is good? Amen. You, you, you fully, fully believe that God is good. Yeah. Even when you're walking through hard times. Mm-hmm. Even when you're so pressed by community, you can't even breathe. You can't, like, you just want to just walk out of there. And just, you, know, you, you know that God is good no matter what, right? Yeah. 
Some people don't fully believe that God is good. What would that do to the whole outlook on your life if you weren't fully persuaded that God was good? Well, when bad things happen, you could totally miss the forest for the trees and think maybe something's wrong. When it's possible that it's just, it's just the test, the proving ground. Will you, be, will, you be, will you be standing and stand firm when the Lord is giving you direction and with the testing and the trial prove the will of God and then rise above the situation and be an overcomer? Or will you go, wait a minute, God, you said, I thought you were good. God is good. All the time. No matter what. And he's never not good. See, that persuasion, that revelation, completely changed my mind about a lot of stuff in this faith. And it's changed the way I act and interact. If I didn't believe that God was good, even when bad things happen, when bad things happen, I might abort, jump ship, or I might react, or I might resist. But if I trust that God is good and that all things work together for my good, then I'm going to be at peace. And maybe I'm going to see something that I hadn't seen before in the midst of the test or the trial. So, as a man thinketh, how important is it that you have a, a right mindset? How critical is it that you have a mindset that is capable of hearing the voice of the Lord and changing? It's critical. This is a big deal. And as we get ready to launch into the faith and foundation on our Tuesday evenings, I just want you to just set your heart with this idea that, man, I'm open. I'm willing to hear the voice of the Lord and he can change my mind. And I give him the right to do it. How many of you grew up in a faith context at home? Okay. How many of you went to maybe Sunday school? Yeah. How many of you are very active in your, whole, your local church back home? Okay. All right. And your family is a very practicing faith family. And so it's kind of, yeah. All right. How many of you like raising your hand? <laughs> just checking again. Just checking One of the greatest things in my life was when I realized after I left home that everything that I thought I knew wasn't necessarily altogether. Do you know how hard it is to lay down traditional mindsets? It's a complicated thing. It's a complicated thing. I wonder if you, like us, could have the same perspective when the, the paradigm of that way of your traditional thinking it's burned to the ground. Could you look at it and say, well, thank God, we can start fresh with a new way, a new thought, a new idea. Old ideas, don't. Naive. Repentance is an absolute critical component for your success and well-being in the faith, in this journey, in your C5 pathway in the professional marketplace people who are teachable who are trainable who who are willing to accept a different approach how many of you like working smarter as opposed to just harder you know there's a value 
not just on a faith side, but from a practical side of being able to change your mind. I want to take you to Matthew 3. I want you to see something. This is the New International Version. In those days, John the Baptist came preaching in the wilderness of Judea, saying, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven has come. In other words, change your mind. It's not far off. It's here. And this is he who was spoken of through the prophet Isaiah, a voice of one calling in the wilderness, saying, Prepare the way of the Lord and make straight paths for him. John's clothes were made of camel's hair, and he had a leather belt around his waist. His food was locusts and wild honey. Just a common, typical guy. And uh, people went out to him from Jerusalem and all Judea and the whole region of Jordan. Confessing their sins, they were baptized by him in the Jordan River. But when he saw many of the Pharisees and Sadducees coming to where he was baptizing, he said to them, Beautiful brothers. (laughs) Now, actually, the Bible says, he said, You brood of vipers, who warned you to flee from the coming wrath? And then he says something that is so powerful that I want you to remember this. Produce fruit in keeping with repentance. Produce fruit in keeping with repentance. In other words, produce fruit in keeping with a changed mind. A different way. The old covenant, laws and ordinance, I know, right? You brood of vipers, it's not about the law or the ordinances anymore. Phenomenal gift of grace. It's here. This is the prophet that straddled the old and the new, and he was the voice declaring. Get ready, change your mind. Here it is. And it's not as you suppose. You know the funny thing in life is much of what I've learned in my life was not as what I what it's supposed to be. I love the idea of, of a repentant mindset of the value and the principle of, of being able to be teachable and changing. But oftentimes the demand to change is with the thing that it seems just like it shouldn't be. It's as if gravity doesn't exist. But wait a minute, I know if I jump out the window, I'm gone. Sometimes changing your mind is not an easy thing because it goes against what seems like it should be. Imagine these guys. These are the guys who are the scholars as to the law They knew it. They were full of it. They were the top dog and they were the teachers. And he's like, you you, you think one way. It's not that way. Change your mind. It's this way. And produce fruit now like this. Tell that to a bunch of guys who spent their life thinking one way. Produce fruit in keeping with repentance. And do not think you can say to yourself, well, we're with Abraham. He's our father. I tell you that out of these stones, God can raise up children for Abraham. The axe is already at the root of the trees, and every tree that does not produce good fruit will be cut down and thrown into the fire. I baptize you with water for repentance, but after me comes one who is more powerful than I, whose sandals I am not worthy to carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. And his winning fork is in his hand, and he will clear his threshing floor, gathering his wheat 
into the barn and burning the chaff with unquenchable fire. Then Jesus came to Galilee, to the Jordan, to be baptized by John. But John tried to stop him and say, wait a minute, wait a minute, I need to be baptized by you and you come to me. And Jesus said this, listen to this. No, let this be so now. It is proper for us to do this to fulfill all righteousness. What a statement. Jesus, remember, Emmanuel, God with us. The man goes to John the Baptist to be baptized. That ought to make you go, huh, this might be a big deal. He says, no, no, no. It is proper for us to do this to fulfill all righteousness. I want you to understand that maturation is a process. That growth is a becoming. It's not about arrival. It's about the process. And I want you to fall in love with process. And I don't want you to ever get off of it. I want you to understand that a life, a kingdom life, is a life of continual growth, process, and pursuit. And that it is very proper as Jesus is saying to him, you know, baptism, what does that mean? What, what do you mean baptism? Why, why is he saying that? Baptism. Do you know, back in this day, many disciples or followers of a, a scholar or a, a sage or a wise one would often baptize into their identity. Literally, they become the disciples of John. Mm-hmm. And baptism, it's, it's, like the, it's like the picture of, of like a death, burial, Resurrection, a newness of life. It's like a new identity. It's like, I used to think this way, but now I think this way. And literally, baptism was a sign and a signal to say, I don't want to be known as just Nick. I want to be known as the disciple of John. I want to be known as the disciple of Jesus. It's the willingness to lay aside certain thinking to pick up some other thinking. It's a pretty big deal. It's a pretty big deal. And he's saying it is proper for us to do this in order to fulfill righteousness. So literally, how many of you know that we are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus? Do you know that? No, no, no. No, you're not fully persuaded if that's your answer. Do you know that you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus? Correct? I'm just quoting scripture. I'm not even, I didn't make that up. The Bible says, we're the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Do you know that means right standing, right? How many of you know you can have a right standing and not live like you're in a right standing? I'm fully persuaded that I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, but sometimes my thoughts and actions don't show or demonstrate that I'm I'm a righteous man. And so it's proper for me to change my mind about certain actions and activities, such as lying. I should change my mind in order to fulfill the righteousness of God in Christ in me. In other words, I know I have a righteous 
uh, position. I'm right standing, but sometimes I've got to walk it out. And it's going to manifest in my character, characteristics, lifestyles, and behaviors. This is why it's so critical and important for us to understand that as a man thinketh, so is he or she. Right thinking will eventually produce right behaving. It doesn't work the same way, flipped upside down. I can modify behavior. It doesn't always translate to right thinking. But right thinking will always breed right behavior. So how critical is it that we are prepared and willing to lay down old thoughts and mindsets, concepts and ideas, traditional thinking, mama always said, or so-and-so, or whatever. Culture says, how important is it that we have a right perspective? It's critical. I want to see the strongest you. We want to see the largest, biggest, healthiest, wholest you there is. It's going to take a lot of repentance. And it doesn't stop in 16 months. This is just the beginning. So welcome to a life of repentance. Always reforming the ability and willingness to change my mind. That's what we want for you guys. Faith and foundation. I just want you to know these mercies are new. Good morning. And that he's bigger, mm-hmm. greater, without end, expansive mm-hmm. than what we may currently think or perceive. And the biggest thing that I would have for you to do in all of this as you're getting off this next 16 months and just as we do in the life of our church, the biggest thing I would, I would hope for you is this, is that you leave room. Leave room. I want you to hear me. There'll be a handful of times throughout this next window of time that we'll have conversation, you'll have dialogue, and you'll have coffee, and you'll sit across somebody. And if you hear someone sharing and thinking and talking, they've come strong position on a matter, I I want you to encourage them. If necessary, tell them. Leave room. Yeah, but he's this and he's that. Leave room. Or... What about this? And where's God? And how did... Leave room. And allow the Spirit of the Lord to inform you. And to speak to you. Maybe through your teachers. Maybe through your friends. Maybe through your bump. Rumi, whatever. Maybe through the the squashed quarters and the, the catalyst of community living. But leave room. And give God space. Don't rush to land and be so stuck that you can't hear what the Lord would say. Always reforming. Be a people of repentance. The capacity to change your mind. And I promise you, you are going to grow. And you're going to expand. And you're going to have all kinds of discovery. And that that discovery is going to lead to some transformation in your life. There are things that you're doing today that you're not going to to continue to do because you're going to change your mind about it. As a man thinketh. The last thing. 
Corinthians 2, verse 9 through 16. As it is written, Eye has not seen, ear has not heard, nor has it even entered into the heart of man the things that God has prepared for those who love him. But God has revealed them to us through his Spirit. For the Spirit searches all things, yes, the deep things of God. For what man knows the things of a man except the Spirit of the man which is in him? Even so, no one knows the things of God except the Spirit of God. Now we have received not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit who is from God, that we might know the things that have been freely given to us. These things we also speak, not in words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Spirit teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. But the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to the natural mind, nor can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. But he who is spiritual judges all things, yet himself rightly judged. For who has known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him? We have the mind of Christ. Thank you, Jesus. We have the mind of Christ. The good news is, is all of heaven is leaning, leaning with you in your discovery, leaning with you in all this revelation and awakening, leaning with you, pulling for you with transformational desire for your life. Literally. So also other people that surround you. So you're in for one amazing transformational time this year. Welcome to the future. Welcome, you mighty repentant people, you. We love repentance here. To us, it's a good thing. It's a good thing. I want to challenge you with this and then we'll end. Apples to apples. Apples to apples. Not comparing natural with spiritual doesn't always translate. But comparing comparing spiritual to spiritual. What I mean by that is this. It seems so natural a remedy to spit in the dirt and mix up some mud and throw it on someone's eyes. Doesn't that seem so common to you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> or riding a donkey and just getting knocked <laughs> off, blinded and start talking. That's... That, <laughs> That didn't happen to you, it did. Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes, sometimes God will use things that you wouldn't imagine to be a voice of His Spirit to help inform you. Don't write off anyone or anything too quickly. Don't, don't miss this because it has to make sense in every natural way. Sometimes, to truly catch what the Spirit is saying, you're going to have to put aside natural thinking. When my, when my wallet says zero dollars, but the Word says, my God supplies all I need according to His riches and glory. What is that? How does that work? As a man thinketh. Don't write off a single soul that surrounds you. They may very well be used of the Lord to speak into your life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. While they have their own hiccups and hang-ups and struggles, God may still speak truth through them. Mm-hmm. And it's the hardest thing in the world to hear truth through somebody that you don't necessarily like right now because they don't keep a clean room. And they don't... Well. Right off nothing. Leave room. Everybody say, leave room. Leave room. Semper... Raphamanda. <laughs> Always reforming. 
repentant people. Sounds like a Harry Potter. I know, right? Let's. <laughs> I've got another one for you on Thursday. I'm going to tell you another one. You, 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 you might want to hang on to that one. Always performing and never end. What a life. What a life. What a life. You've got a journey full of constant growth and increase. So compare apples to apples, right? Let the, let the voice of the Lord in your life give you the ability to discern what He's saying. And don't write it off if it doesn't seem to make sense or look so naturally normal to you. Give room for the voice of the Lord in your life. Okay? I want to pray for you guys. If your heart is open and willing, and you might be one of those who said, I will be a repentant man and woman, and I am going to be always reformed. If that's you, then I want to pray for you. If that's you, try something different. Stand your feet. All right, ready? Turn to somebody, look them in the face, look them in the eyes, and say, Leave room. All right, let's do this. Let's do this. Turn to somebody else, look them in the eye, and say, Make room. All right, here we go. Father, I thank you so much that it is your kindness and your goodness that is continually leading us into awakening. You love us so much. You are a good Father. We treasure your voice in our life. Spirit of the Lord, we welcome your voice in our life. And we will make room. We'll lay down different mindsets, paradigms, ideas. And we'll be teachable. Teachable people. Willing to hear what you have to say. In fact, God, we're going to listen to your voice in our friends. We're going to hear you in the classroom. We're going to see you in the rising and the resting. We're going, to, we're going to know that you are always looking to let us in on your goodness. So we'll be a people of repentance. Hey, if that's your heart, would you just let them know, I will be a man or a woman of repentance. Always reforming. Willing to change. You're in an amazing, amazing moment. You're in this moment. It's going to fly. Don't take for granted a single day. Holy Spirit, give them an absolute sense and awareness that every moment counts. And it's a beautiful time in their life to grow. So, grow. Expand. Increase, become, stretch, stand, hold fast, and yet arms wide open. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. 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 There you go. So.